0: Good start. Alhamdulillahi rabbil was salatu wa salam ala abdillahi wa rasulih Nabiina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd So insha'Allah ta'ala, today we have a continuation of the topic we did last week. Last week we talked about the sunnah. Do you guys remember that at all? Vaguely? Yeah? We talked about the sunnah and today insha'Allah we are going to study some hadith so that we can understand what we spoke about last week and so we can insha'Allah learn some hadith together okay so for today I've asked for our first hadith I've asked for Yusuf to recite it for us because he learnt it at home and then insha'Allah after that different people can recite for us okay you ready? Okay. Inna ma ala'amal fi al niyyaat wa inna ma man kanat hajratuhu illa Allahi wa rasoolihi fa hejratuhu bid Okay Jazakallahu khayran That was very nice So our first hadith Is a hadith that was narrated by Umar ibn al-Khattab Now we know all about Umar, right? Because you guys remember we did the story of Umar ibn al-Khattab Umar He told us that he heard the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu say So hold on a second Umar Umar heard the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say these words So who is the companion who narrated the hadith? This is easy Omar he heard it and he heard it from the prophet sallallahu and he heard the prophet sallallahu say as yusuf read for us jazakallahu khairan innamal he heard him say these words innamal a'malu now whenever i study a hadith i'll tell you how i study it The first thing I do, is I ask myself about any of the words that I don't understand Okay? So I'm gonna tell you what the English means Okay? The English translation, line by line, bit by bit And we're gonna ask ourselves, are there any words we don't understand? So then we can understand the hadith, what the Prophet said properly Okay? So the first part of the hadith is that Umar said سَمِعْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ I heard the Messenger of Allah, Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, saying. So Umar must have been there when the Prophet ﷺ said it, right? Yeah? Agreed, he was there and he heard the Prophet ﷺ say, إِنَّ مَلْ أَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ He said, actions are according to your intention so there might be some words in there we need to understand what do these words mean so actions are according to your intentions the first word i'm going to ask you about here is this word intention what does the word intention mean and niya what does this word mean niya or intention there's a few different answers, so it's okay for you to give me a few different ideas. Yes? So an intention is that you have the intention to pray sola so if you don't have the intention to pray solat, your sola doesn't count. Okay, very good, you, very, very, and I, I understood from your answer that you know the answer. The only problem is that because you use the word intention in your answer, maybe some people are still a little bit lost. So you said your intention for your prayer, right? The intention that you have for your prayer, right? Like, so if you don't have the right intention, then you can't pray. That's what you said, right? Very good. Having it inside of your your mind. Very good. I like that. What do the girls think? Girls, what do you think about? What's your intention, your niya? So the girl said something interesting to me. The girl said to me, sincerity. Sincerity. Okay, so the girls took, about it, took it a different way They said your niyyah is doing something for Allah Alone And not doing it for anybody else Is that part of Islam? We have to pray just for Allah And we have to make du'a just to Allah Right? Yeah? Okay, Mobin, what do you think? Sorry? How you act Explain to me Explain to me Give me an example for, for example Think about it. If you can think of a good example, give me your example, okay? All right. Did we have anyone else had some ideas? Girls have got, okay, girls, girls. What you're aiming for or what you're trying to do, yet, what do you think? Very good. I like that answer. The reason for you to do something. So, all of your answers were excellent. So, in Islam, what, you, what we mean by niyyah or intention is two things, really When we boil it all down and we make it nice and simple, it comes down really to two things The first thing is, who are you doing this thing for? Who are you doing it for? So we're talking about the religion of Islam, we're not talking about, you know, your school, we're not talking about your friends we're we're talking about your praying or your fasting or your making dua who are you praying for? who are you making dua for? or to? who are you fasting for? or so many of the boys put their hands up there's not even a space to choose who can I choose? let me have a go someone who hasn't answered yet at all you haven't answered yet For Allah. Did anyone think anything different? No. Okay. قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهِ وَبِذَلِكَ أُمِرْتُ وَأَنَا أَوَّلُ مُسْلِمِينَ Every time you pray, that prayer has to be just for Allah. Right? Okay, let me ask you this question a different way. Let me ask you this question A different way around Another way around How could it be that someone prays But their prayer is not really for Allah Only kids are allowed to answer If I see any more adults put their hands up They can go out Let's see Okay, the girls gave me a good answer Let me see who hasn't Go on How could it be someone prays but they don't pray for to Allah? Like do it, just not think about it Very good, I like that, that was really good, really good answer Like they might just not even be thinking what they're doing They're just standing there like a robot, right? That happens sometimes, right? Allahu Akbar Some kids I see, you guys see you in the salah time, yeah? Allahu Akbar Yeah? Not really thinking about what he's doing, that's a good answer. I like that answer. The girls they said they might be praying to someone not who is not someone else other than Allah, like they might be praying to an idol, or pray to a cross, or pray to a statue. Other religions do that, right? So, to be a Muslim, you have to do all of your worship to Allah alone, right? Agreed, your prayer has to be only for Allah, your dua has to be only for. Allah. But there's another example I wanted from this Someone who prays, they're Muslim now We're not talking about non-Muslim, Muslim And they're concentrating And they're praying nicely But their prayer is not really for Allah How could that be? How could that? Okay, the girls gave me one possible answer They said, not sincere Can you explain that to me girls? What do you mean by not sincere? Ah, girls got it, girls got it They said they might be doing it to show off Very good, I'm glad you got the answer They might be doing it to show off They might be doing it to show off So how would that be? Let's say for example, somebody stands to pray And when they stand to pray, they say Allahu Akbar And then they see their friend is looking at them So what do they do? They make their back a bit straighter they put their hands a bit nicely, they put their head down and they start reading really nicely, they put a nice voice they start reading really nicely because they think that their friend is watching them or their dad is watching them or their mum is watching them so is that prayer for Allah? no, it's not properly for Allah it started for Allah but it it went a bit wrong so when that happens to you, what should you do? Oh, lot of answers that I haven't heard from you today. Yeah, go on. If that happens to you and you feel yourself start to oh, I'm, I'm a little bit showing off and I'm not. It's not really for Allah. So you should stop praying, straight away. Go and make your wudu again and come back. Right? No, <laughs> I'm just checking you. It's okay. Yeah, what do you think? Fix it, in your, fix, fix it in, your, in your mind, in your heart Yeah, Fix it So you say, no, I'm not going to do this I'm not, This is not about mom and dad looking at me I'm praying for Allah because I'm a Muslim So you try to fix the mistake that you made And you try to make your prayer right again Is it easy to do that? Okay, who thinks it's easy? Who doesn't think it's easy? Yeah, I don't think it's easy It's hard to make your prayer right Sometimes Shaitan comes and whispers to you And you try to make your prayer nice Because somebody else is with you Or someone else is watching you So All of that came under what topic? Under the topic of Who are you praying for? Who are you fasting for? But that's not the only We know the answer That's not the only Type of niya The other one is the one that And I'm really really bad with names So forgive me Tell me what's your name? I forgot Go on, yeah, tell me what's your name? None of you. Abdus Salam. Abdus Salam, you mentioned, I'm um, trying to remember names, I'm very, very, subhanAllah. Abdus Salam, you mentioned to me something. You said to me, how do you know what was it, which prayer you're praying, right? That's the other meaning of a That's the other meaning. And that's completely correct. So let me give you an example. We just prayed a prayer right now in the masjid. What prayer did we pray, guys? Okay. Asr, Asr prayer. I think it might have been Dhuhr. <laughs> Dhuhr's four rak'at, right? We prayed four rak'at. No, but it's in a different time Okay, but maybe I'm traveller and I'm joining Dhuhr and Asr together like that. Could I not have prayed Dhuhr? It was definitely Asr. What made it Asr? Even if it wasn't at 4 o'clock What made it asr? You got it completely right What are we talking about in the hadith? You're in tension, right? You're completely right The time you're right about the time it was 4 o'clock So it was asr But what really made it asr was your intention You when you came into the masjid You looked at the time You saw it's 4 o'clock And you said Right, I'm gonna pray asr Not duhr It's asr time for me So that made your prayer that, uh, that your prayer, it was Asr If you came into the masjid and you said I didn't pray Asr, I didn't pray Dhuhr because I forgot So now you can Your intention is what makes the difference right? Those two prayers look the same They're both four You prayed them both in the masjid You prayed them both behind the imam They look the same They've Same quiet reading But what made each one different was Your intention So we learn two things by the word intention right? We learn intention is Who are you doing the action for and the intention is also what exactly are you doing and I really like the explanation I forgot who said it but one of the brothers said it uh, one of the one of the the boy side said it I'm sure that knowing in your mind maybe it was the girls I don't know knowing in your mind what it is that you were going to do like having it in your mind that this is what I'm doing so really Your intention like that is, if I stopped you, and I said to you, if I stopped you, and I said to you, what are you doing right now, and you said, I'm praying asr, that's your intention, that's what intention means, to know what you are doing. So for example, let's give an example of fasting, now let's give an example of fasting, I like fasting, it's a good example. Somebody wakes up in the morning, and he goes down, he looks in the cupboard and there's no cereal, there's no milk, there's no toast, there's no whatever it is you guys eat for breakfast, there's no juice in the fridge, there's nothing at all, there's no dates and there's no milk, the cupboards are bare, and somebody says to you, Abdus Salam, are you fasting? No, I'm not fasting, it's just I didn't find any food in the cupboard But you're not eating You're not eating Yeah, but I did. the reason I'm not eating is because I didn't find any food in the cupboard It's not because I'm fasting So both people are not eating So let's say Abdul Salam, he woke up and he didn't eat because he didn't find any food in the cupboard Another person woke up They woke up And they said, today I'm gonna fast and they went downstairs, and they still didn't find any food in the cupboard But they wanted to fast that day So what made the person fasting, and what made the person who is not fasting? Because it, uh, no food. Not about no food It was what? You're right, what, what was it? What was it? Let me see, let me see Go on, try uh, you know, Yep yeah. So yes, yeah, so that the reason for the, the reason was the person's intention. Why are they not eating? One of them is not eating because he didn't find any food. The other one is not eating because he's fasting. So what made the person fasting? Who is fasting? Their intention, okay? So now do we have a little bit of an idea what intention is? Okay. Come back to the hadith إِنَّمَا amalu niyat. Your actions are going to be judged according to your intention what does that mean? that Allah is going to look at your intention not just the action you did so when those two people who were both hungry that morning when Allah asks them on the day of judgment why were you hungry? and one of them says I was hungry because I didn't find any food and the other one says I was hungry because I was fasting Is Allah going to reward those two people the same? No. 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 Which one's going to get the reward? Ah, you all got your hands up. Let me pick someone who didn't answer so far. Go on. Which one's going to get the reward? The one fasting. The one fasting. Yeah? So Allah is going to judge what you do according to your intention. Two people are praying in the same masjid, okay? In the same place. The same prayer One of them Is a little bit showing off Because he wants to make his prayer really look really good So that his dad says that you prayed really well and Maybe his dad will buy him something later on like a treat or a prize because he prayed well And the other person is praying only because he wants Allah to give him reward Are those two people going to get the same thing? No No. One of them is gonna get a bar of chocolate from his dad and nothing from Allah. And the other one is gonna get a big reward from Allah and nothing from his dad. Which one do you want to be? The one who gets the reward from Allah. Okay, very good. The one who gets the reward from Allah. Okay. And everyone will get the reward Of what they intended So sometimes, could it be I want the girls to give me Because I haven't heard from the girls for a while Could it be a situation Boys, put your hands down Girls, could it be a situation Where somebody gets rewarded for something But they didn't actually do it at all Somebody gets rewarded for something And they didn't actually do it at all You can confer among yourselves. Girls, not boys. No, no. No, no. Somebody gets rewarded for something and they didn't do it at all. The girls are thinking, maybe... Maybe, but that's not great. The girl said when they avoided something, shall we get the boys involved? No, give the girls another go. What are we talking about, girls? What's the hadith all about? Okay, so the girl said, somebody had the intention to do it, but they never, they weren't actually able to do it. So how could you give me an example, boys, of how that could be? Somebody had an intention for something? Give me a simple example. Somebody had an intention for something? Have a think. The more you stand up and jump up and down, you can even jump as high as the ceiling, but I'm not going to pick you. I just put your hand normally. It's okay. I want to Okay, go on. Give me an example. Okay, good. You gave, a, you gave a difficult example, but I like it. Somebody who wants to pray standing up, but they couldn't stand up. Maybe they've got something wrong with their leg, or they couldn't stand up. They want to stand up, but they couldn't stand up. So what's Allah going to give them the reward of? Standing, right? Because they, their intention was to stand. They wanted to stand, but they couldn't. They tried their best, but they couldn't stand. So they're going to get rewarded for what they Intended, very good, for what they intended, what their intention was. Okay, give me another easier example than that. Give me an example about the prayer. Let's see. Go on, give me an example. very good I like that example it's a good example somebody in Ramadan they wanted to fast the whole month and on the last day of Ramadan they got sick and they tried their best but they couldn't so they're going to make that day up another day and Allah will reward them for their intention it's really good what about somebody maybe girls give me an example of someone who's oh, on telegram okay. uh, they had intention for doing hijab, but was not able to go due to some issues okay intention to go to hajj but they didn't have the money to go for example they couldn't afford to go they tried but they said it's so expensive they couldn't afford to go but they really wanted to go so Allah could reward them for that I was thinking about the example of being late for the prayer go on then say it for me being late when you, were like, you were stuck in traffic, you were stuck in traffic. And you had the intention to come And you come to the masjid anyway And you do your best You pray in your prayer And the only thing that made you late Was not because you were lazy or you were, But you got stuck in traffic There was an accident on the road And you got stuck in traffic So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rewards you for your intention What is the condition then Of getting rewarded for your intention? Girls Ask the girls the difficult questions Because the girls have got I can what is then the condition of getting rewarded for just your intention what has to be there it has to be sincere it has to be you tried your very best not that you know someone says oh you know i had intention to get up for fajr but you know (laughs) my sleep was really like someone has to try their very best yeah you try your best and it wasn't your fault that something didn't work out, but you tried your best then you can get rewarded for your intention Okay, what about the other way around then? That everyone will have the reward of what they intended Could somebody intend something bad? Hmm, that's a difficult one And then how would that work out if they intended something bad? That's a really difficult question. It's not an easy question at all. It's a very tough question. It's a very, very tough question. Are you going to get in trouble for something bad you intended? I'll be surprised if anyone gets the right answer, but I will listen to you. I haven't heard from you for a while. Yes, yeah, so they intended to do something bad, but they didn't do it. Go with that one. Okay, so do they get reward or punished? Rewarded yeah. or punished? They it, they it, they it or not it. Okay, you, need, you got somewhere. So we started talking about a situation of someone who intended to do something bad. Okay, you guys all with me? Yeah. They made intention to do something really bad And they didn't do it So we asked the question, are they going to get rewarded or are they going to get punished? And we said the answer is a bit difficult, what do the girls think? So Yusuf thinks rewarded and Aisha thinks punished Telegram thinks rewarded, rewarded, all of them So what about if I was to tell you that both of those answers could be right? How could someone be rewarded and how could someone be punished? So they made a bad intention, they had a bad, a bad idea, a bad intention, and they didn't do it. How could they be rewarded? You said rewarded, so tell me how could they be rewarded. They could be rewarded for Why? They, what, did, what happened? Because they didn't do that. Because they chose... Not to do it They said no I'm not going to do this In other words It came in their mind To say something bad To their mom and dad And they were about To say something bad And they say You know what it is That's not right It's not right Muslims don't say bad things To their mom and dad And they stopped So they got rewarded Because they made the choice To stop Okay girls On your side You said punished How? Ah, so something prevented them but they didn't want to stop They tried to do it but something got in the way Like the bank robber who went to rob the bank and he got a flat tyre And he tried to put the air in the tyre but it wouldn't go up And then again he got in the car and tried to rob the bank but the tyre went flat again Now this person will not get rewarded for that Because they were still trying their best but Something came in the way and they were not able. They were not able to do it. Very good. So we've learnt a little bit about intention. Let's continue with the hadith. إِلَى okay. The Prophet gave an example. So listen to this example super carefully So someone is going to explain this example to me Okay The Prophet gave an example to explain What we've learnt about intention What he taught us about intention Whoever made Hijrah Who can tell me what Hijrah is? First of all Hijrah, I want to know what this word is Yes, salam. Hijrah is <laughs> going <laughs> to Mecca and doing seven walks around the you. you were there but then it went Not quite Girls Okay, to move where you live for Allah's sake Okay, if we want to be a little bit more specific on that one We can say that hijrah is to leave a place To leave a bad place, yeah A place that's bad for your religion And go to live in a place which is better For your religion. Yeah? So, like when the Prophet left. Left? Makkah. Okay, alhamdulillah. And he went to? Medina. Yeah? He left Makkah and his companions left Makkah because Makkah was a place that was not. They were not being good to the Muslims and they were not helping the Muslims. They were hurting the Muslims. And they were not letting people pray and they were not letting people practice their religion. So, they were moved to. Medina So you leave a place which is bad for your religion You move to a place which is good for your religion So whoever's hijrah was for Allah and his messenger His hijrah is for Allah and his messenger And whoever's hijrah was for something in his worldly life What does your worldly life mean? This world, like what boys? What's in your worldly life? What do we mean by your worldly life? Let's see, the very back, yeah, go on Like, give me an example Like money, your job, like your family, your friends Yeah, does that make sense? So whoever's hijrah was for something in their worldly life Or for a woman to marry Then their hijrah is for what they made hijrah for Okay, who can explain this example to me? The girls say they can. Go on, girls, then. Is this a collective effort from the girls or just one girl? Okay. Okay, I'll give you a minute for the girls to come up with the answer together. Give the girls a minute. We said to explain this... (coughs) Because isn't it true the first time you listen to a hadith, sometimes you might not understand everything, right? You have to listen to it again and again a few times and really understand it well. So we understood a bit about intention and now we want someone to explain the example that whoever's hijrah is for Allah and his messenger, his hijrah is for Allah and his messenger. And whoever's hijrah is for something in the world to achieve it or for a woman to marry, then his hijrah is for what he made hijrah for. I'm letting the girls, I'd say I'd give them a chance Because we have to share, everybody in the class has to have a fair share, fair chance to answer the questions <coughs> Then I'll ask the boys if the girls don't get the answer They're still thinking about it Okay, some of them are thinking about it Some of the boys look like they know the answer Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So the girls said for the first half, the girls gave us the first half. They said, "Somebody when they made hijrah, for example, they went from Makkah to Medina in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They went and they left Makkah. They went to Medina." and they went there for Allah that was their intention, for the sake of Allah that's why they wanted to do it, to go for the sake of Allah that's why they wanted to go then they're going to get the reward because of what? because of their intention that's going to be their reward but there are some other people who might move to a different city and they didn't move for their religion why might they move to a different city? Why might somebody move to it? It's not wrong. I mean, somebody might move to a different city for what reasons? Oh, let me see. Who hasn't answered yet? Go on. Tell me. What do you think? Maybe the city was good. Yeah, then maybe they like the other city. Mm-hmm. Or what else? The girl said business. Or what else, maybe? <laughs> Any of, both of you, either of you. Go on. Uh, they might go there because it has more jobs, so you can get more, jobs more money maybe they want to get married maybe a lot of different reasons people want to go so when they go there what reward are they going to get? ooh, difficult question ooh, go on, I have an idea um, they might not get like, that much of a reward because... so they won't get a reward from Allah because they didn't do it for Allah but they might get something that they came for like I, I went for business, I got a job I went for money and I got money But you're not going to get what Allah is going to give you, the the reward from Allah Because you didn't do it for Allah in the first place Yes, Yusuf So someone went just to collect something or whatever, they didn't have any intention So they're not going to get a reward from Allah for that, are they? Because it wasn't for Allah, was it? It was for whatever they went for So if they get, they get what they went for But they don't get the reward from Allah Okay, I'm going to ask you a different set of questions I'm going to ask the boys, okay Why is this hadith important? Some people said this hadith is half of your religion And half of the religion of Islam comes down to this hadith Why do you think, and there's lots of answers So I'm going to ask lots of people, okay so let's start with someone I haven't heard from for a while, go on um, for more about Muslims. Why do you think this hadith Thought like I could have told you lots of hadith about Islam Why this one, is this one really important? Do you have an answer? You're thinking about it, okay Let's see who hasn't answered Some people are far 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 away, in. But all of the hadith I could tell you, all of them he said it. So why is this hadith important? Girls, you brainstorming. Brainstorm among yourselves. Why do you think? Okay, girls have got, go on, girls have got three, four answers. Let's hear. Then I'm going to hear from you guys also. Okay, very good, I like this one The girl said you can do the action correctly But if your intention is wrong, you're not going to get anything out of it So you could pray exactly the right way, right? Like the right standing, face the right direction, put your hands in the right place Stand in the right place, look in the right place But if your intention isn't right You didn't get anything for it That's a very, very good reason why this hadith is important So everything you do, you need to think about what is your intention Who are you doing it for and what are you doing Very good Let's see from the boys now, go on, what do you think? To do things only for Allah I agree that's a very good second point That this hadith is all about doing things only for Allah And our religion of Islam, all of Islam is about doing things only for Allah That's what Islam is all about Okay, girls, give me your your second one and then I'm gonna go back to the boys. Okay, everything boils down to your intention. I agree, that's sort of true, yeah. Everything boils down to your intention. If you do the right thing, and we're gonna talk about that next lesson maybe, if you do the right thing, I mean you do things in the right way, as long as your intention is good and you do things in the right way, then you're going to get rewarded. Why else might it be really important? I want to hear different different people every time. Okay, go on. I'm going to go right back there. Yeah. Um, so, you don't go on so you can go, because to go to Jannah, right, you have to have the right, the right intention in the things you do. You have to do them only for Allah and you have to have a good intention. I like that. Okay, girls, go and give me something else. Oh, Telegram hat? Oh, Telegram always gets priority that sounds like an adult wrote it. Was that a very, that's a very well educated child who wrote that answer. <laughs> See, maybe that maybe that maybe their mom and dad is writing it for them, or maybe they're just like super intelligent. So we're asking the, the, the kids to answer, inshallah, with their own answers as well. So what was the answer? Because intention is the basic thing for doing any good deed. So the basic thing you need for every good deed is you need intention. Good. There's something else as well. Something else why it's really important. Ooh, go on Ansela, you keep putting your hand up and I keep skipping you up. <laughs> so what else is important is like having the right mindset and using concentration. Because if you have the intention and then you don't concentrate, it's like you're just starting to it. I like that answer. I'm going to reword that answer a little bit and I'm going to say that intention helps with your concentration. So if you have the right intention, you know what you're doing. You're not just standing there like a robot. You know what you're actually doing and why you're doing it. I like that. Yes, girls, what was your other answer? Or you might lose the reward. So the girl said, you could be praying. And in fact, I'm gonna reword this answer from the girls a little bit. Two people could pray next to each other the same prayer one of them could get loads of reward And the other one could get very little reward Or maybe no reward And the only difference between them is Their intention So that's another reason why it's super important Yes it your day. Very, I love that answer This hadith, it goes into everything you do Everything you do in your life, you need this hadith Every single thing you do in Islam, you need this hadith That's a brilliant answer Everything you do Your prayer, your fasting, your charity, your being good to your parents Your... uh, You know, whatever it is So for example, let me give you an example about being good to your parents Because a lot of people, maybe don't think about this Here we've got two boys Okay, we've got Muhammad and we've got Abdullah, no names intended, I'm just random people, okay? Random Muhammad, random Abdullah, okay? Both of them are good to their parents, good so far? Allah, excellent. Muhammad is good to his parents because he wants the reward from Allah. And Abdullah is good for his parents because if he's not good to his parents, then they're going to take away his playstation and he's not going to be able to play anymore which one gets rewarded by Allah? yeah, okay what do you think? okay, the one who's doing it for Allah the one who is doing it for Allah not the one who's doing it because they're scared of the punishment or they're scared of what someone's going to take away from them or they're scared they're doing it for Allah So there's a difference You see how in everything you do You have to have the right intention I'm going to give you one more Intention can turn an ordinary action Into something that gets rewarded by Allah How could that be? That's a bit of a riddle It's a bit of a a a difficult one Something ordinary you do Nothing to do with Islam at all Let's say for example Let me give an example You, let's say a person, let's say, cleans the house, for example Hoovers the house Takes the hoover and hoovers the house Is that an act of worship necessary? We get into, they're not praying, they're not fasting, yeah, agreed And they get a lot of reward from Allah How? Some of the boys got some ideas Oh masha'Allah How are you? Have you got an idea? Zach How could it be? Zach cleans his bedroom And he gets a big reward from Allah How? Mm, you are doing the right thing But why? Like, You need to give me a little bit more But why is it a good thing? Okay, but why? What was his intention? Okay, so he intended to do something good for the reason of getting the reward from Allah So for example he said the reason I'm going to tidy my bedroom is because Allah loves us to be clean And because it will make my mom and dad happy And that Allah loves me to make my mom and dad happy So his intention is For Allah Even though it's not an act of worship in itself It's not like he's praying But he's doing something and he says You know I want this to be for Allah Why? Because I know Allah loves us to be clean And my bedroom is a mess And secondly I know that Allah loves me to make my mom happy And it will make my mom happy does that make sense? And the person gets rewarded for that? So you could turn everything in your life into a good deed Is that possible? Nearly everything, okay not quite everything Not haram things, but You could turn nearly everything in your life into a good deed If you had the right intention Does that show you why this idea is really important? Because if you had the right intention for things You could turn your whole life into a one big good deed Or lots of big good deeds Even a person goes to work, he says, I'm going to work because, why? I want to get money to do what? Support the masjid. masjid. Or to give charity. charity. Very good, (laughs) excellent. And so, he goes to the masjid, he goes to the masjid, he he goes to work, he earns money, but his intention is to do something good with it, so Allah rewards him for his work, even though his work isn't a prayer, and it isn't fasting, and so on. Does that make sense? Okay, this hadith was narrated by, it was narrated by lots and lots of people, but it was recorded in two very special books. Those books, we mentioned their name last week. Can anyone remember, apart from you, you already know, no answer, uh, Where? which two books these hadith. Coming with The two ones we mentioned last week We have one, two, three boys Put their hand up How are we like on the girls' side? Four boys 50-50, 4.5 Okay, one girl knows the answer Do we have any more? We mentioned these books last week Ooh, Five boys we have Do you know the answer? Very good, mashallah Amazing, and you should put your hand up more, mashallah you, get, you got the answer exactly right You said Bukhari Very good There was another one Bukhari and Ah, the girls The girls said Muslim Okay, Bukhari and Muslim This hadith is narrated in Sahih al-Bukhari And it's narrated in Sahih Muslim Why is that important? Because those two books are 100% Authentic, authentic. 100% reliable you can trust that that hadith definitely came from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam there's something special about the chain of narration in this hadith do you remember we talked last week about chains of narration so you imagine umar umar is a really famous companion right we did a story how many people do you think heard this hadith did umar told this hadith to how many thousand and thousands of people did umar tell this hadith to Let's see who gets it right 30 people or 30,000 30,000 people Okay, the question is There's something special about this hadith We said Umar narrated it We said Umar was really famous, right? He was the Khalifa And he he was the best of the companions after Abu Bakr All that stuff, right? How many people do you think Umar told this hadith to? Yusuf said 30,000 people That's not correct It's less than that Okay 50,000? 50, 50, no, no, less than that Yeah, the girls have got the answer But I'm not going to say I'm going to give the boys a chance What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? 1,000 1, less What do you think? Less What do you think? It's Omar. How famous is Omar? How many people he told? What do you think? 500? Not less. Did Telegram have an idea? Yeah, Telegram's right. The answer, the girls got it right first. Omar told exactly one person. He didn't tell anyone else Except one person heard this hadith from him And that one person was Al-Qama Ibn Waqas Al-Laythi How many people heard it from al Go on Just one person Only one person And that was Muhammad Ibn Ibrahim Al-Taymi How many people heard it from Muhammad Ibn Ibrahim at taymi We're getting good at this now one person, okay oh, wow. Yahya ibn Saeed Al Ansari okay. How many people heard it from Yahya ibn Saeed? Oh, wow. Wrong! All of you are wrong <laughs> Many many people heard it from Yahya Many people heard it from him So this hadith is special because it's a hadith which only has one single person in the chain like that one, one, one person told one person told one person told one person and then they told lots of people does that stop the hadith from being accepted? No, because that hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim. You no, know, it's authentic. But sometimes it happens like that. Sometimes the hadith, many people, there's so many people told it. Shall I give you an example of a hadith that so many people, there are hundreds and hundreds of people in the chain. Shall I tell you an example? The hadith of the Prophet ﷺ علي فليتبوى min من النار Whoever lies about me deliberately, let him take his seat in hell. And If anybody lies about me deliberately, he's going to take his seat into the fire on the day of judgment. That hadith was narrated by so many people, it became hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds all in the chain, all over. But the hadith about your intention, only one person heard it, that was Umar And only one person said it, That to, uh, Umar said it to one And he said it to one, and then he said it to one And then after that it became, it became famous Okay, that finishes the end of our hadith lesson today But next week I have something important to tell you about Next week He's gone, (laughs) next week, next week inshallah the class will be on, but I won't be here So, another teacher is going to come Yeah, Stad Basak, he's going to come and he's going to teach a class for you, okay, while I'm away So I want you guys to come and I want you to be on your best behaviour, okay And the reason for that is because it's difficult when I know how you guys are and I like, you know, I'm okay with it, but you have to be on your best behaviour He's going to do some, I think, some recap on some of the stuff you've already learned before. Yeah? So there might be some quizzes, there might be some, some things to study, he might tell you some new things, okay? So you have to revise really, really well. He's going to be with you for a couple of weeks until I come back, okay? All right? And the videos will still be on? You can still do the videos and everything? Yeah? We still do the videos, inshallah, as well. light. We try our best. We try our best. Okay, guys, does anybody have any questions? We have five minutes for questions. First of all, time from the girls, because the girls always say no questions. You should always have questions ready. You know that. Because sometimes your teacher says if you've got any questions then you feel shy that you don't have any questions to say so. You should always have a few questions prepared, ready. Go on while we're waiting for the girls. Shh. Okay, very good question. I like that question. Can we we just do one question to start with? Okay. Yusuf said... Guys listen up, it's very important It's a very good question He said, Allah doesn't need us Agreed? Allah doesn't need you Allah doesn't need anybody Why did Allah ask us to worship Him If He doesn't need us to worship Him? And the answer to that very simply is That Allah deserves us to worship Him It's the right thing to do There's a difference between Allah needing it Allah doesn't need it But it's the right thing to do Because when someone, for example, if I gave you Let's say, I gave you an Audi R8 There's the keys Drive away Would you be grateful? Okay, Allah has given you everything you have Everything, you got it from Allah So should you be grateful? Yes Okay, Allah himself His names and his attributes and who he is is that someone who should be worshipped? Yes Okay, so it's the right thing to do And it's a means of also showing gratitude And thanks to Allah for what Allah has given you Okay, that, I'll leave that question for the end It's a good question, but I just want to give other people a chance Because you asked two big questions, okay So I will ask Girls, what was your question? Girls, we don't have any questions Okay, then in that case I will will nominate that second question to be your question, okay? So the question was So people don't know what their religion is, they don't know any religion And How would they come to find it? Okay, so in the beginning Allah has put in your heart, has put in your heart something which makes you want to know more, right? Like you want to know why am I here and what am I doing? And you know, you feel like you want to worship Allah, but you don't know much about what to do. So now you need some information. Where does that information come from? It comes from the prophets, and it comes from the books those prophets were sent with. So when you have the Quran and you have the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad and you read it, it goes with what's in your heart and you feel comfortable and you know it's the truth and you accept it and you become Muslim. Does that make sense? Okay. Sure? All right. What was your question? Shh. Not even if you don't know how to read the Qur'an But one way or another, you get something from that message, right? Somebody explains it to you Somebody gives you a little bit of that message Somebody shows you something from that message Somebody tells you about it, you hear about it And then you just start to think, I need to find out more about this And then when you find out more Then that that happens, does that Yeah, like so It doesn't mean that you have to know the whole Qur'an But you get something from that message even if it's just that you see somebody on the street and who is that? Why is that person wearing that funny clothing and stuff? Like, What does that person believe? Then you find out more about the religion like that. Yeah? Okay, what was the question? If we do something just for being good, and forget to make it for the sake of Allah, we still rewarded. We do something just to be good, but we forget to make it for the sake of Allah, are we still rewarded? Generally we said that you're rewarded when you make it for Allah, so you have to try to keep that in your mind. You might be rewarded in an indirect way, because you might be rewarded by, like Allah said, Hal illa al-ihsan. if you do good to somebody, they might do good back to you. But you won't get the reward from Allah unless your intention is to make it for Allah. Yes. is SubhanAllah. Without Allah, he wouldn't have made it alive. That's very true. Wallah, that's very, very true. That's an excellent answer. That you need Allah. Allah doesn't need you, but you need Allah. That's very, very true. And it's an excellent example. Somebody, subhanAllah, get something happens to them or they got hurt, and then, you know, without Allah, they will not survive. It's very true. Yes. So you, you, you don't know how to read it properly But you want to Yeah, you can get the reward, sometimes you get double the reward two, two times the reward Because you try your best But if you stop trying your best, then that's when the reward might go down Does that make sense? Yeah? So when you, you have to try your very, very best to read the Qur'an much as you can Yeah? And you have to try, even if it's hard for you And you can even get double the reward Yes Mm. Those two things come together I tell you why, it's a good question What if you did something just for Jannah but it wasn't for? It wasn't for Allah The reason those two things come together is because you can only get Jannah from who? From Allah So you have to do it for Allah to get Jannah in the first place There's nothing wrong with wanting reward There's nothing wrong with wanting Allah's reward As long as you want it from Allah how do we know that? Because Allah said about the Prophets, wa wa That they used to rush to do good deeds and they used to hope for our reward and be scared of our punishment. So it's okay for you to hope for Allah's reward. Like, I want Jannah. But you remember you want it from Allah. And you'll only get it from Allah if you do things for Allah. So it comes back to the same thing. Yeah. Okay, one last one from Telegram and then I think we have to stop. So, this is a good question. You heard a hadith, okay? You heard a hadith. Guys, pay attention from the boys and the girls. You heard a hadith and you didn't understand it correctly but you did your best to act on it. Are you going to get rewarded for that? So, the answer is going to be it depends. And it depends really on a couple of things. The first thing is it depends that you did your best. Okay? Not that you were like saying, well, I didn't know what the hadith was, well, I just did, you, you did your best. And the second thing is that you didn't break any of the rules in Islam or fall into anything haram. Any you misunderstood, you tried your best. Then, inshallah, you'll be rewarded for it. Does that make sense? Okay. Alright guys, Jazakumullah khairan. I will not see you next week on Sunday, but inshaAllah, please come for the class because Ustaz Basak will be here to teach you inshallah. Okay? Yes, Habib, you had a question? Or oh, you just... That's very true. But you should do it for Allah You should do it for Allah You should be good to your teacher for the sake of Allah Totally correct Not for the sake of your teacher like Or not for the sake of getting rewards from your teacher But for the sake of Allah Very good, last, 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 last one Yeah, I'm with you. So a teacher teaches you about a different religion, and you learn it, okay? Um, uh, you think that if you know it, then Allah going to reward you for- uh, very good. I'm going to give you something that you'll learn really simple for this one. The only knowledge that Allah gives you reward for, is knowledge of Islam, okay? That's a, you can take that as like a, a rule, like a simple rule. The only knowledge Allah gives you reward for, is the knowledge of Islam unless your intention behind that knowledge is good like for example i learned how to like first aid so that if someone becomes sick that you know inshallah I'll be able to help them but it's not the knowledge you're rewarded for it's the intention you're rewarded for yeah so the only knowledge you're rewarded for is knowledge of islam all the other types of knowledge business and medicine and history and geography if your intention is good you can get rewarded for it but you can't get rewarded for it by itself The knowledge you get rewarded for by itself is knowledge of Islam Salaamu Allah I said last, last question I said to him last question okay. Did Go on, go on, go on, quickly I thought about like the medical part um, yeah. I don't know what it says this but um Allah says that the one person is like saving the whole of humanity That's true So about That's medical true. وَمَنْ أَحْيَهَا فَكَأَنَّمَا أَحْيَ النَّاسَ جَمِعًا um, so But uh, uh, no, you'll get rewarded, but what are you rewarded for? Are you rewarded for that knowledge, or you're rewarded for your intention of what you're going to do with it? Intention. Only in Islam are you rewarded for that knowledge itself. Everything else you're just rewarded for the intention. Somebody studies medicine because they want to be rich. Are they rewarded for it? No. The one who's rewarded is the one who studies because they want to help people and they want to save people's lives and whoever saves a life, it's like he saved the life of everybody, right? Yeah, does that make sense now? Okay, that's what Allah made easy for me to mention, guys. Jazakumullahu khairan. You've been very, very uh, well-behaved. You asked excellent questions and you listened very well and Allah Azza knows best. salatu Muhammad wa ala alihi wa